Hey friends, welcome to this episode of Entrepreneurial Leader. This is the podcast to get practical biz and life advice from inspiring entrepreneurs who are going for their dreams and making the world a better place in the process. I'm Victoria Roth and I'm a communications consultant. I help people connect with their authentic and powerful voice so they can speak up in front of an audience with impact, clarity and ease. With this podcast, I create a space for others to come forward and share their truth and their stories. Remember, you never know whom your story might impact, so don't be hiding in the dark. You can only make a difference if you speak up and own your story. To this episode. Listen, social media gets a bad rep. It can be seen as a place for influencers, showing off and comparison leading to bad self-image and poor mental health. However, it's also a great place to network, make friends, connect with people from all over the world. It can be a space to shine, showcase what you're doing, what you're up to, and meet like-minded people and create communities. As someone who was not engaging with social media until about seven months ago, I am beyond surprised by what a fantastic and nurturing place it can be. And if you have a business, well, it's hard to avoid having a social media presence. Any new entrepreneur would be well advised to engage in a platform or platforms of their choice to find customers and build the community. The question is how? Enter my guest, Catherine Beltran. Catherine is a business coach for new entrepreneurs that are stuck around the whole social media question. She helps them to build the foundation of their business with Instagram, marketing and business strategies to get clients and start to grow a serious business. In this interview, we demystify social media strategies for growing a biz, including what and how often to post, how many followers is enough, and how do you combine a business account with a personal angle. It is an invaluable conversation with lots of practical tips, so make sure you give it a listen to the end. And hey, a request from me. I want to make sure that these interviews reach and help as many budding business owners as possible. So please give this pod a rating and a review. It is super important and I would be very grateful. So to the interview. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Catherine, I am so excited to have you on Entrepreneur Leader all the way from Florida. Thank you so much for making time to speak with me today. Thank you, Victoria, for inviting me and having me here. I'm so happy to connect with you. Yeah, and I love the topic that we're going to discuss today as well. It's a bit of a a black box of of marketing, and especially for a lot of new entrepreneurs, something that is just so intimidating, and we're going to break it right down today, which is your presence on social media, which is you are an expert on. So (laughs) That's incredible. And why don't you say a little bit about your background and how you came to do this work? So, uh, yes, I'm a business coach for new entrepreneurs and I help them to be more visible in social media, especially with Instagram. And I help them to set up the foundation of their business uh, with different marketing strategies as well and uh, business strategies in that way they can uh, be successful and start to get clients and stop that overwhelming feeling of not knowing what they're doing wrong or what not knowing what they're not doing at all uh, in, in order uh, to start to attract their their client and people that is really interested in buying their products or services. I love that. 
Yes, you're right. When you say not knowing what they should be doing or not knowing if they should be doing anything at all, because people go into business, right, because they love their product or they love their service. They don't go into business because they know exactly how to market it. And especially on social media, because a lot of people think like, I'm not an influencer. I don't have somebody following me around with a camera. Um, So what should I be doing? So what are some of the things that you can suggest are like the starting points for somebody who's got a brand, whether it's a product or a service, and they want to get on social media and they have very little experience with it? So, uh, yes, thank you for saying that. Yeah, we, you know, nobody was born an influencer or with a magic wand to know how to rock social media, right? And especially uh, in Instagram. And what I would say that um, at the beginning, the number one thing for anything is knowing who is going to be your ideal client and who is going to be your target audience. And I will say that that will apply for everything across. But in social media, if you are a business owner uh, offering products or services, when the people land on your page can be Instagram or TikTok or whatever, Facebook, you know, they have to be clear that you're going to be that person that is going to solve their problem, uh, that they're going to, you're going to be able to solve that issue. If you confuse them, you know, you're going to lose them. At the end of the day, what I tell my clients, because I'm so much of like, I take off the glitter, what I call the glitter, right? So at the end of the day, this is, you know, your business account, right? You have, if you want to have your personal account to share, you know, different things is, is great. But if this is your business account, you want to have that mentality that is to generate, you know, revenue and attract clients. And in order to sell those products and their services, they have to have clear what do you do, how you can help them. And what is that pain point that it, you know, that you're going to be able to solve for them. I love that. If you're going to confuse them, you're going to lose them. As you say, I mean, people think that Instagram is about pictures of dogs and food and travel holidays. And it can certainly be used like that. But when you are setting it up with this in mind, like this is going to be a business front for me, you've got to think accordingly. So how does that translate to the content then? Because I guess with a business account, you know, you want people to know you, you want to know the business owner and you want to make it a little bit personal, but you also want to showcase what you do. So first, again, for somebody who's just really thinking about this from like tabula rasa, like blank slate, what should be my first post or what should be my content buckets? Uh, so your content bucket can be, you know, you should have three different buckets. One, educate the people, you know, your audience. The other one is entertain them. Like that's where you show your personality. If you want to travel, you know, your family, your kids and uh, all these kind of things. And you want to create content that also inspire them. So you can inspire them, you know, with your story and your story is going to be so powerful to do that. And like you say, you know, like you are the face behind the brand. And people doesn't buy products or services. People buy you. People buy who you are. People connect with you. So you want to make sure that, you know, at the same way that, yes, you showcase your products and your services, but you want to make sure that you're sharing your story, you're educated, and people get trapped in just one specific subject. And I see these, you know, for in all the areas, but for an example, wellness coaches or people that, you know, have... Uh, weight loss products or wellness coaches that they just get trapped in that like one 
just one thing, just, I'm just selling our personal trainer programs or things like that. When somebody that is looking for those services, they're also looking for nutrition, for recipes, for, you know, uh, self-esteem, for, you know, empowerment, all these kind of things are part of the journey of that ideal client. So it goes beyond just one product or one service. It's just like the whole picture of that person, what they person, what your ideal client do, what they, you know, where do they like to hang up? What are their aspirations? What keep them awake at night? So it's always, you know, creating content because it's challenging for so many people. And I hear that like, yes, we say create content, create content, create content. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you know, they don't know how to do it. But when you start to, you know, to talk to one person about that specific uh problem and the whole you know the the 360 is easier to come out with you know with those aha moments or with that feeling like I love when people comment like I need this today um when I have like those comments on my post it's like oh I nail it <laughs> I, I love that people are thinking like you are inside my head you really understand what I what what I'm thinking about and you're right like a fitness coach somebody who's on that page they don't just want to have abs they want to have self-esteem you know, they want to have mindfulness. They want to have so many things. So it's all about what makes that person really your customer. How do you advise people to really get to know who that ideal client avatar is or who their customer is? Uh, they have to, you know, think, uh, you know, like what I say, like they have to peel the onion, understanding what are their desires, what, what keeps them awake at night, what they don't like to do, what they like, what books they read. Uh, uh, you know, and and looking for that is also asking yourself the question, who is not your avatar client, right? Because so many times we we just like look into who is that person, but it's, it's easier when you start like who is not that person and what that person doesn't look like. So it's easier for you to come with those answers. Uh, and as soon as you have that, you know, that clear, you can start to create content around People is afraid uh, many times that when they need too much, they are not going to be able to grow. And it's the whole, it's, it's the opposite way. When you know those desires, it's going to be easier for you to create content around that, right? Uh, and solve that specific problem. You can grow, you can, you know, evolve, you know, we, we all do, right? Um, but you know, at the beginning, especially when you are new, that's key for, you know, to convert. And sometimes people, you know, like, yes, it's great to have that vision where you want to be in 10 years, but you are in year one <laughs> and, <laughs> and you want to have those to start to get clients. And that is a process. And when many times we are like, if they just knew, but they don't know. So you must know who is that person in that way you can start to create products or, you know, sort of products or services that cater for that specific person. Yeah. I love that. I think you are as much in the exclusion business in entrepreneurship as you are in the inclusion business. Cause I think a mistake that people make is think I've got to appeal to everybody everyone's going to love me. Everyone's going to love my product and see the value of it. And the truth is like, not everyone's going to love your product. Not everyone needs it. You might make the best, I don't know, 
staircases in the world, you know, and there'll be people that live in bungalows. They don't need your stuff. Like it's, it's okay. It's fine. So that's okay. What do you think about this thing about basing your client avatar around yourself, who you were, you know, three years ago, five years ago, do you think that's a good starting point or is that how most people begin? I think that, yeah, that's, that, that's fantastic because you can talk about your journey and you can start and, and you know what works, right? Because you have been in their shoes. So it's easier for you to, to create content and products and services around your story and what you know and, and the journey that you have gone through. So it's, I think that looking at that person that you were before is, is great. Even when you are starting, if you don't have testimonials, you are your testimonial, right? So, uh, so that's another way to, to look at it because I know that so many people when they're starting, it's like, I don't have testimonials or they don't have not have a beta program or anything like that. So, well, you are the best testimonial that you can get at this time, uh, at this present time. So <laughs> just clap. I love that. That's actually so interesting because that's a problem that so many people have. And I've been thinking about it, you know, when it comes to new businesses, people do think, where's my proof? Where is my social proof? How will anybody know that I'm the person? I'm the guy, I'm the girl. Where's my credibility? You know, because I might tell you I'm the best X or my products are the best X. Who else is going to tell you this? But as you say, if you just really open up about your story and you share what you're doing and you're like, hey, you know, the best testimonial that I have is me. You know, look at me. Um, what I want to know from you, actually, because I love your Insta account and I love following you and you give such good advice, like proper, you know, really, really good nuggety advice. And I just I love it. I've got a lot to learn from you myself because um, I'm definitely like uh, figuring out the Insta journey, having been off social media until about six months ago. So I have completely missed that. <laughs> I'm completely granny. When it comes to social media, uh, you should see my Facebook. It's really like, it's a, it's a disaster. Um, but what, what drew you to this work? Because you're such a natural, you know, why do you love it? Uh, you know, I have been coaching for 10 years. Uh, I transitioned from corporate. I left senior leadership, my last senior leadership position um, was, you know, I have to be a coach, a lifestyle coach, certified lifestyle coach, uh, because I train the lifestyle coaches that delivers the um, evidence disease prevention programs for from the center of diseases here in the United States. So I train the trainers nationwide. So I have to have a lifestyle coach certification. Uh, and just like seeing that transformation on people is just amazing. Then after I get uh, a training from the Miami University to be an executive coach and see that transformation in my team, you know, uh, is just like unbelievable, right? Uh, how, like you say, like when we are service providers and, and we lead with our heart, that's what like moves you and keep you that momentum and that motivation. And even if I, you know, like that this is out of the topic, but yesterday I went in clubhouse and I was in a club in, in a room by myself and I have two people and I served for two, the same, like a week ago, I served like for 67. 
And then last night I got a live and I have like 120 people live on the live. So for me, it's the same. And so going back to your question is just like that passion that I have, you know, for helping people. And I left corporate because you're always going to have that cap in corporate. It's not your corporation. It's not your business. You know, you are under somebody else's rules. And I want to make sure that I serve the people that I want to serve. And, um, and I went, and I follow my passion. And here I am five years later. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's really, really beautifully put. We are heart oriented people. I think when you work for yourself as a solopreneur, and you don't have someone else telling you what to do, and giving you a paycheck, if you don't have that self motivation, that why, if you don't really love it, then you're going to get burnt out very quickly and fall off that wagon very, very quickly. But when you do work for yourself, because you also you don't have somebody telling you you can take a break or you need to take your vacation. So how do you discipline yourself into a rhythm, like a good, healthy rhythm as somebody who just works for themselves? Yeah, that took me, you know, like for me, that took me a while. Like coming from corporate, a lot of guilt, a lot of like, I have to work nine to five and I have to do these. And, but after that, just figured out what works for me and for my schedule uh, around, you know, I have kids. So I run my kids, I run my kids schedule. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, my projects, right. Uh, and what is coming up. So one of the things that I do um, for days that I have to work long hours, I set up uh, the alarm of my phone every 45 minutes to ring. And I, you know, and I take 10 minutes break in between. And during those 10 minutes, I disconnect completely from my task. If I'm working on a sales page or in a client project or whatever it is, those 10 minutes, you know, it's just like, even if it's to browse on TikTok or prepare, not prepare, reheat my coffee <laughs> or whatever it is that I have to do, I do it in this 10 minutes. Uh, and I, and that's why I keep my sanity. Um, and as I start to grow, I, I have a team because, you know, like, especially when you're launching and when you're creating those programs, you need somebody else because if not, you're going to get burnt out. And at the beginning, I know that I did it on my, you know, myself. And I can tell you that it's challenging. And I understand that uh, many people doesn't have the resources of outsource many things because one thing that I see online was like, okay, outsource this, get, you know, you're a virtual assistant and get the graphic designer when you don't even know yourself what you want and when you don't even know how to ask for them like okay like now I have a virtual assistant and I have a social media man you know they I, I expect that they meet certain criteria same thing like if you were working in a corporation but when you are new you don't even know what you want to see from them so years ago I got a virtual assistant when I started this because like everybody else, I was having, I was being overwhelmed, burned out, many freebies here and there. And I have a virtual assistant because that is what you are supposed to do. <laughs> get a virtual assistant. <laughs> but I didn't know, like I was supposed to get leads from Facebook, that I was supposed to get leads from Instagram, what is going to be the process for those leads. Like I didn't have that parameter set for the virtual assistant that I was just bleeding money. 
uh, and not, you know, having a return of investment and utilizing her time and her abilities in the best, you know, way. So that's why I say, like, if you're going to get, you have to figure it out first where you are, what you want and what you want from, from them before you start to start to outsource, because if not, you're going to bleed money. That is fantastic advice. I think just getting bodies on the ground doesn't make things easier. It actually creates more headaches potentially. You're like, now I've got all, I've got my virtual assistant. What the hell do I want them to do? Just help, <laughs> you know, but help how? And how do you know what good looks like then? And they're not a mind reader. They're not a magician. So that's really, really good practical advice because you often hear people saying, I heard hire before you're ready. You know, hire before you need it, hire before you burn out. But as you said, how do you know what you need done when you're exploring your business and you're trying to get it all together? You don't know. So yeah. stay and and wait. But as you said, from maybe from the beginning, apply those disciplines that means that you don't burn out, that you don't go too, you know, go too hard, too, too quick, as a lot of people do when they start their their passion projects right they go too hard and too quick um i want to ask a couple more things about social media because i heard you mention tiktok and oh. tiktok is one that like divides people tiktok is like i don't even know how to describe it it's like you went you fall down the vortex there's just everything there is like flying puppies there's like some psychology advice it's just like everything being pummeled at you how do you get on with tiktok do you like it um, I like it. However, you know, um, is, you know, I, I got a coach and, um, and I, you know, just to get my head around TikTok, as you say, you get in, you see different things. Uh, but it says that they can, you know, it takes time and I, you know, it's like every other platform and things like that. But definitely I know that there is people, you know, like us, outside being successful and delivering you know very valuable content um i don't know if it's my number one platform uh that i will say like okay yes i know for fact that you have to show up every day and you have to post three days a week three times a day uh seven days a week minimum and you know, like, I don't know if that will uh, fit into my, you know, my bucket of things that I want to do and expand social media. So I have a presence there. It's not as big, but I, I feel that more than you are outside and people can see you uh, is, you know, is the way that it is, is that uh, how you position yourself, like they see you on Instagram. They see you on Facebook, they see, you know, uh, and just like going from there. But I know that TikTok, especially for people that sell products, is fantastic uh, because the organic reach and also is very, it's not like Instagram that your post probably has a 24 hour, you know, like, and that's pushing your post on the feed. Uh, in TikTok, no, TikTok is organically and, and that will keep, you know, you, they, they will keep showing your video around. Uh, and same thing like with Reels and Instagram. So that that's why I think that is very, you know, important. But at the end of the day, I, I feel that it is, it's easier when you master one platform 
and you can use utilize the like like let's say my main platform is Instagram. I have a Facebook account. I I don't like Facebook that much, but <laughs> so oops, I say it. Uh, I'm there because I you know and I run ads, so I know that I have to be in Facebook, and I know that everybody doesn't look Instagram because they are in Facebook, and I know when you run ads. 90% of the people that buy from you uh, when you're running to a cold audience is from Facebook, not from Instagram. So uh, you have to be on Facebook uh, if you're thinking strategically, right? Uh, at the end of the day, that's part of like something that I do when I work with my clients is how you can strategically connect all the platforms that you're showing up in order to sell your products or services. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I have my Facebook and if you have your main platform, how you're going to drive people from other platforms to your main one, to your main bucket. So, yeah. And thank you for your honesty. <laughs> they are very different and they're meant to be different that they're targeting different kind of demographics. So it is important to have a presence, maybe on all of them, as you said, they've all got their advantages. And how you link and how you link with people and how your content lives on these platforms, but uh, you are naturally going to be drawn to doing certain things. So as somebody who started out without anything, like let's think like me six months ago, nothing, like not a zero. I was like, I don't even know. Um, I just did an Instagram and, a couple, and Facebook. I did, I tried TikTok and I'm like, this is this makes me feel unwell. <laughs> like I can, yeah. I, I, I am overwhelmed. I am, I am spinning. <laughs> so it wasn't for me, but like how many platforms do you think somebody should be on as a minimum? I think that they should start with at least one and progress within three months to another one. And, uh, and just set up goals to, you know, to have at least two or three platforms, uh, you know, six months to a year in that way, you know, you kind of start to be more visible. I love Clubhouse. Uh, love it. Uh, love Clubhouse so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks for Clubhouse for us, for our connection. Yes, <laughs> yes, right? Uh, so I love Clubhouse. You can make great connections. I, I, you know, my last two VIP clients were from Clubhouse. So it's like I was telling you, like they were from Clubhouse. I drive into Instagram and Instagram. So it's all about how you're building like that uh, like known and trust factor. So that's how you can connect them from, and that's what I'm saying, connect them from your main platform and the other platforms that feel, feed your main platform. So if they find me in Facebook, I saw, you know, I have posts that say like, okay, you know, I'm in Instagram. Do you want Instagram tips or do you want a business tips or whatever? Go to visit my Instagram. So I drive the people from Facebook to my main platform. So when they they are seeing me, so they start to, you know, that trusting factor in order to, to buy or to do what I want them to do in the, in a way that, okay, I'm having a masterclass or so enrolling a masterclass. So, because I'm, you know, that's what I work on and really building that, that trusting factor that I'm the person that they need to solve their issue. Yeah. Like no trust, like no trust. Bye. Yes. <laughs> I like, I love that. Thank you for summarizing that. So for somebody who 
loves this content, wants to know more about you and what you are offering and all your teachings, how do you suggest people find you and get in touch with you? Uh, yes, they can find me on Instagram. So it's at Catherine Beltran Coaching. Uh, it's the same in um, Facebook as well, but in Instagram, I post daily. Uh, or you can go to my uh, website, www.catherinebeltran.com. And I have uh, freebies there. And you can see, you know, the programs that I have uh, running and everything is there too. And of course, I'll put all the links in the episode notes as well. Um, so people know exactly where to go. So we are coming to the end of the interview. Is there anything that I haven't given you a chance to say that you'd love to tell the listeners? Uh, no, just to, you know, for everybody that is there starting their business is, uh, I can say that it's not the most easy journey uh, that may be rough at the beginning, but at the end of the day, I will say that if this is something that you really want, this is your passion, you're going to make it. You will find out the way. Uh, you will find out somebody, you know, like Victoria or like myself and, you know, and, and you will keep going. So uh, I really encourage you to don't give up on your dreams, right? Regret 10 years from now. Uh, like, what if I was doing that? It's not going to settle very well in your heart. So that's all what I have to say beautiful sentiments go for your dreams start today start now i hope you've enjoyed this episode if so hit subscribe leave a review and join me next week when i'll be talking to another entrepreneur about how they made their dream a reality i'll talk to you next time